Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady. about this UFO business and I'll tell you why number one how many people are on the earth you know billions right billions why don't these UFOs ever come around like uh, New York City or a populated area like Times Square or LA where a whole bunch of people can see them at the same time why are they so isolated in the middle of nowhere on some stupid ass farm you know it's you know uh, you know, that's why I'm suspicious. Why? Why does the UFO always go where nobody else is except maybe one idiot? One time I got off an airplane in San Francisco and two guys in suits grabbed me and, you know, t- took a hold of me. They had mixed me up with somebody else. And I, and I had, and I told them, you know, I, what the hell are you doing? Come on, no, no. <laughs> I gave it to them, you know. No, you know, and then they realized they had the wrong person. These are people, and, and people are basically flawed. They need they need something. They're so void. You know, David, uh, Chris, Mark, you're not void. You have issues, uh, hobbies, interests. You're not particularly void. I think when people get void, that's why cult membership is so high. People have nothing, and they're looking for something, even if that something is toxic and wrong and corrupt and crooked and against their own interest it's just a quagmire all right ladies and gentlemen we've got a real fantastic guest who just arrived in the zoom call tonight's guest is an actor comedian air force veteran podcaster and my family thinks i'm crazy role model a legendary comedy store paid regular you know him from the silver screen with television appearances on my wife and kids mind of mencia minding the store hbo documentaries and in movies like paulie shore is dead sheep man foolish and looking for lenny holtzman's stand-up was featured on national lampoon live new faces down and dirty and he is the host of the Dead Air Podcast, hailing from Austin, Texas, by way of Los Angeles, by way of New York, New York. Brian Holtzman, how are you today? Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. 
It's a real pleasure. We know you just moved to Austin. How is it out there? Is it hot? Yeah, it's a little bit warm today. Uh, I just finished walking five miles, and uh, the timing is just great. I got just got in the door. So tell me, tell me where you're coming from, uh, in lo your location, Mark, and tell me a little about wh wh where I am now. Well, you're on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast with uh, yours truly. I live up here in Connecticut, so not not too far from where you're from. I'm All right, side of Long Island Sound. And uh, my buddies here are also from up here. Uh, Chris is in Florida right now. Uh, he's in an early retirement. And the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast is just a, a, a place where I, you know, and myself and, and try to take the listeners uh, on a learning experience. And who better to learn from than someone with as much experience and charisma as you, Brian? What's going on? How's the how's the comedy move? I mean, you're in Austin. You're in this new place. Is it rough? Is it easy? How's it going? It's it's going very well. I'm very excited. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm living with an Indian family. Uh, I'm renting a room. And uh, everybody in Austin is extremely uh, uh, friendly. The comedy scene is like crazy. I mean, just crazy. Layers and layers of comedy scene from open mics to, to produce shows, to book shows, to big shows, little shows, you name it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, excited. I, I don't know how long I'll stay here. You know, I, I, I did not give up my residence in California. So uh, we'll see how it goes. And just, uh, I have to go back east to Long Island for a wedding on the 19th of June for my niece, Laura, uh, Sarah. And uh, her name is spelled S-A-R-A-H. For the longest time, I was just spelling it S-A-R-A. -A -A. Oh, no. <laughs> so now whenever I write her name, I put a circle around the H. I don't know why people don't correct you. People let you, people let you be wrong for many years without telling you. So now, so now you write her name with a helicopter pad at the end? That's correct. <laughs> the landing, Sarah. Yeah. Right, very interesting. Are you going to uh are you gonna be flying in, helicoptering in? How are you making your way back east? I'll be flying back to the coast, uh to California, and then uh flying back to Long Island, New York, JFK, and then back. And then I'm going to Reno for six shows with the Laugh Factory in, uh, I think it's called the Silver Legacy Hotel in Reno for four shows, then back to California, well, LA, and then back to Austin. And we'll just see how it pans out, you know? Yeah, wow, you're a real uh, globe traveler, Brian. So you're going back <laughs> to your roots, going back to New York. What was it like? When did it all start for you, Brian? I mean, did you know? that you wanted to be a comedian since you were a kid? Did you always have that kind of compunction to make your peers laugh? Or when did this really dawn on you that you were going to be this hysterical character? When uh, I was in Okinawa in the Air Force, I took a college class. And uh, after the class was over, they had a celebration, you know, like a dinner, a dinner celebration. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, they, they, uh, they had me be the MC of that event. And that's, I think, where the seed was planted. It was just hilarious. I had a lot of fun. I just took little tidbits, tidbits from what I knew about each student. 
put it all together with 0, 0.0 preparation. And uh, it was just great. And I think that's when the seed was planted. Yeah. yeah. And that's how life kind of happens, you know, spur in the moment. Sometimes you find yourself in a position where things just work themselves out, you know. Dave, Mark, you'd have a hard time repainting that studio, wouldn't you? It would take you at least a, a month just to remove everything from the walls. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I actually am moving out, so this is the process I'm going to be undergoing within a couple of days, so yeah. <laughs> and how's Florida? Chris, what part of Florida? I'm in uh, St. Augustine, so like the north. Oh, wow, St. Augustine, that's the one I want. That's where I want to live. I visit, I have some friends from Long Island that moved to uh, Del Webb. Del Webb in, uh, what do they call it? Uh, 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 Nocatee, Nocatee. Oh, yeah. And it, it's just, I can't afford it right now. I mean, uh, that Del Webb is very expensive. I mean, uh, but it's like a utopia. Everything is brand new. They spent like a million, a billion dollars just on trees, right? Just on trees. And I, and I like uh, I like northern uh, Florida because it has trees, real trees, not the palm tree uh, bullshit that you get down in Miami. But uh, St. Augustine, that's, that's where I want to live. We went there, downtown St. Augustine, and I'm always looking on... Uh, yeah, I'm looking on Zillow all the time for, uh, uh, you know, homes or condos or places to live. And that's that's my one number one uh, location, I think, St. Augustine, Florida. Yeah, wow. it's, it's super nice here. I love it. You know, can't say Ponce, more nice Ponce things. Ponce said the Fountain of Youth was there, Brian. Did you know that? Fountain of Youth and also the first uh, Catholic church. Yep. Really? Uh, in in the whole countries where they 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 landed over there in uh, St Augustine uh, and it's got a lot of history and it's it's just good restaurants and uh, wow what a coincidence you're living where I want to live synchronicity <laughs> yeah we call that a synchronicity hey maybe that's a sign Brian how long you been there Chris I've been here for about it's gonna probably be coming up on three years I would say but Witness Witness protection program, huh? <laughs> how did you pick? Uh, how did you pick that location? Well, my uh, my grandparents were living here for a while, and then my parents moved here, and then my brother moved here, and then I moved here. You know, it's just a natural migration. It's real nice. Yeah, that uh, uh, point, uh, what do they call it? Point point uh, pointetta or something? Yeah. Very interesting. Well, that'd be nice. I mean, you know, get to a community. There's more folks your age out there in Florida. My grandparents go to Florida every every year. Do you have any grandkids, Brian? Oh, no, I don't even have any kids. You kidding? I, I hear them screaming outside my window. It's great to not to hear that sound. Yeah. The kids are great. Maybe someday, but uh, I'm pretty happy not having them. As I, as I guess you two are too right now. Yeah, I'm 26. I'm glad I don't. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, Brian, you're in this Indian family's home. I heard you've been uh, eating, you know, nice home meals. Is this a, a culture shock for you? Do you like getting out there and experiencing different things? I know you're a fan of Asian cuisine. 
Oh yeah, I I I uh, I was a lover of Indian food before I came here. It just happens to be that they're Indian, so uh, they're very nice. God, they're so nice. You know, they charge me ten dollars, and I eat dinner there if I want. And uh, oh wow, and, and sometimes uh, yeah, I, I'm well, into. You can eat for ten dollars, or is there a fixed plan? <laughs> it's it's, a, <laughs> it's uh it's all you can eat. They're pretty uh pretty uh big big helpings, but I've been to India. I've been to India. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, were you there with the uh, the Air Force or just traveling? Just as a just as a tourist. Yeah. And, uh, that which was, city did you go to? Mumbai? No, I didn't go to Mumbai. Which, which, what was the, what was the, uh, New Delhi? What, what was the name of Mumbai before they changed it? I wish they hadn't changed it. Oh, uh, it started with a B, didn't it? It was like, uh, uh, uh I don't know. Uh, uh, it was a great name. I don't know what. Bombay. Yeah, Bombay, India. They changed it to Mumbai. And, uh, I went to see the Taj Mahal in uh, 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 Delhi is where I landed. Then I went to uh, the, the sacred uh, Gansey River where they uh, cremate everybody. And then we went. Then I went to uh, uh, Jaipur. The whole town is painted pink. Every building, it's uh, it's an ordinance. It's and then from there I went out to the desert to uh, Jasmine. Fascinating country. People say, "Oh, I can't take, I can't take the, uh, the poverty, you know." But it's all relative. It's all relative. Mm. They're the happiest people in the world. Some of them, you know, all of them. They don't care. Americans are just terribly squeamish about anything. Yeah. <laughs> now, did India have the biggest impact uh, on you when you were traveling, or was there another place you visited that had a, a more significant place in in your memory? No, they're all fascinating. They, uh, they were all just fascinating. I tell you, uh, I mean, each one had its own, uh, fascination and, uh, and, uh, uh, I'm just going over here to get my list here. Of all the places you've been? Well, uh, just recently I went to Singapore, just fascinating, clean as a whistle and, and just all the people get along they got all sorts of chinese they got vietnamese they got uh singaporeans they got all these different cultures and everybody's just getting along great uh japanese you name it uh and that was, then i went to kuala lumpur that was pretty exciting too kuala lumpur my niece was working on a for now a, a company there so i got i got to stay in and I went to Penang and uh, Bangkok, of course, several times. I went to Israel, fascinating. Israel was fascinating. I was there during a peace, peace time, I guess. That's good. <laughs> and, and that was in 2011. And then I went to India and Delhi. Uh, uh, and then, uh, then I went to Shanghai and Chang, uh, China. And that's just fascinating. And, uh, and then uh, Egypt, Egypt was out of this world. Egypt I had the whole place to myself, you know, because nobody was going there because of the problems they were having. Oh, wow. Yeah, I met an Egyptian woman last year. It was, uh, it was really a, a culture shock for me uh, trying to date her because, you know, Muslim women are kind of uh, 
very different uh, in the approach. So she wasn't interested in me at all. But it took a while to figure that out because she just had like a different uh, approach to friendships and relationships. But yeah, it, interesting. Uh, did you go visit the pyramid? Oh yeah, I went inside the pyramid. You went hey, inside. Yeah, inside the big pyramid. Down, got in, got inside the the uh, this is what they call it, sarcophagus. Oh yeah, the sarcophagus. You know, you're the second guest we've had on the show who's been inside the pyramid. I wonder he had a UFO encounter when he was at the U at the pyramid. Have you ever seen any UFOs in your your long uh, years of traveling, Brian? To tell you the truth, I'm very suspicious about this UFO business, and I'll tell you why. Number one, how many people are on the Earth? You know, billions, right? Billions. Why don't these UFOs ever come around like uh, New York City or a populated area like Times Square or L.A., where a whole bunch of people can see them at the same time? Why are they so isolated in the middle of nowhere in some stupid-ass farm you know, it's, you know, uh, you know, that's why I'm suspicious. Why? Why does the UFO always go where nobody else is except maybe one idiot, you know? And the other reason, all the grainy photographs of the UFOs, you know, you, you, you know, we have sophisticated pictures. They can take pictures of your license plate from all the way up in the orbit, you know? You know, but the UFO pictures are always grainy and black and white like it's 1920, like it's the first camera, you know? So I'm very suspicious of UFOs. I'm sure there's something else out there. It's a, it's a big uh, solar system. But all this UFO business, I think, is just because maybe somebody's going to make a television show and they need to, you know, like they do with sharks, you know, sharks, you know, they, you know everything's, all these media companies are all related. They're all, in, they're all in cahoots, you know. So maybe there's a show coming out about UFOs. I don't know what the deal is. Or maybe it's a diversion. Yeah, I mean, millions of dollars have been made selling UFO movies and television shows and all kinds of games and products. So I think you're on to something, Mr. Holtzman, absolutely. Well, not to get too sidetracked in the crazy and weird, but, I mean, you're suspicious about UFOs. Is there anything else you're suspicious about uh, that you've seen on your travels? Maybe, like, uh, international crime or the intelligence agencies. I mean, you're a veteran. Did you run into any of those guys in your uh, many years of traveling? Uh, one time I got off an airplane in San Francisco and two guys in suits grabbed me and, you know, took a hold of me. They had mixed me up with somebody else. And I... <laughs> And I had, and I told them, you know, I what the hell are you doing? God, yeah. <laughs> I gave it to them, you know. You know, you know. And then they realized they had the wrong person. One time, I was taking photographs outside the uh, embassy. One of the embassies could have been the United States embassy in Egypt, and they came out and they grabbed me and said, "No, you know, I was lucky. I guess they didn't take my camera or my phone or whatever I had." So that was uh, I was accosted on that. The scariest thing was when I was going, uh, I was on a field trip. You know, when you go on a field trip when you're young, it was to the Liberty Bell. And they always tell you, stay with the group and watch out for strangers and don't get, you know, mugged and don't get, you know, stay out of trouble. I go into the bathroom. One of my classmates, Richard Lang, who I, I will never forget his name for my whole life. He goes like this to me in the bathroom. 
and right away I thought I was going to be a victim of some kind of crime, you know, some kind of devious sexual uh, molestation or mugging or murder. And I, just like this, just like this. He covered your mouth with his own hand? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Son of a bitch scared the shit out of me. And uh, I'm suspicious suspicious as nothing happens by accident. Nothing happens by accident. And people are a little bit naive. Some people are naive on purpose. They want to view the world with rosy glasses, you know. And they know everything is suspicious. And they know everything is sideways. But they choose not to see that. And, uh, you know, it's like this woman, Karen. You know, I was so naive. I'm, I'm, in, I'm naive about a lot of things, you know, because I don't go there. I don't go there. I thought Karen was calling the police because she was upset that she was going to get hurt. But no, that's not the reason. Karen was calling the police, hoping that the police would come and open up a can of whip ass on that poor guy. Or, or, or worse, you know, beat him or shoot him. So that's what that's what my thinking is. I have to always find out later that uh, I'm I'm not what the real reasons are for a lot of things, you know. And that's why people were so upset with people who do that. Yeah, no, and I I wouldn't blame uh, I wouldn't take much blame on yourself there, Brian. I think the the point you made about being suspicious. That's a word, uh, you know, that's a jewel of advice there because the media is the least trustworthy. I mean, they could have taken that internet video and spun it any which way but loose, you know, and, and just to push their agenda. And I think that's really what you see more often. And it's unfortunate that the police, you know, uh, treat certain people in our community that way. And, and then it just gets dealt with in this uh, way on the media that adds to the division. It creates more division when we should be looking for solutions. You know, I mean, maybe we uh, want to stay out of uh, the more controversial stuff. But Brian, I'll tell you, this is a conspiracy podcast. We've had gentlemen on this show have written books about all sorts of things. I actually just had Dr. Andrew Wakefield on the show, who's a very uh, well-known doctor who was basically uh you know his reputation was smeared after he found a connection between vaccines and autism in the 80s way long ago so given what's going on in our you know the past couple of years what are your thoughts on on this lockdown and and everything obviously as a comic it's affected your livelihood in some way or another but do you have any thoughts on uh this pandemic this pandemic as some people call it uh, my my number one thought is uh, uh, I I'm thinking and I have no basis or qualifications for these uh, these what I'm saying I want to make that clear but this is a very very uh, a strong uh, virus or bug so that would lead me to believe it may have been manufactured uh, by humans because it is such a killer. Uh, I mean, uh, it affects your, uh, your, your breathing apparatus. What could be worse than something that's going to uh, adversely affect the only thing that we need more than anything else is air. <laughs> so that could be a, a thing. Uh, as far as Bill Gates goes, uh, a lot of people are not trusting him. My last time I heard from Bill Gates, he was buying mosquito nets for people in Africa. Now, now he's uh, one of the one of the talking heads, and that the 
the head of this vaccination. And again, people have the right to think, well, how could this guy get involved in this? This is not his business. His business is computer software. Why is he getting into vaccinations? What is the story? So he could be a very sinister character with a really good front. And that can very well be. Most people who are up to something are good at putting, look what happened to Bill Cosby. He used to complain about the way the black family was treating their family and how they were conducting themselves. And here he is drugging women and having sex with them while they're knocked out. See? So, and how about your preachers? They're always preaching and then finding themselves in hotel rooms with uh, prostitutes, you know? Why do people give 10, why do people give, why would, why would anybody in their right mind give money to somebody who's preaching about Jesus and the Bible, who's, who, who drives a Rolls Royce and flies around in a, in a, in a, in a G2, you know, a, a Gulf Stream. But this, these are people and, and people are basically flawed. They need, they need something. They're so void. You know, David, uh, Chris, Mark, you're not void. You have issues. You have uh, uh, hobbies, interests. Uh, you're not particularly void. I think when people get void, that's why cult membership is so high. People have nothing, and they're looking for something, even if that something is toxic and wrong and corrupt and crooked and against their own interest. It's just a quagmire. I think it gets down to... We expect too much from people. They're just, you know what I call people? Willoughbeasts. They're willoughbeasts, just like the willoughbeasts you see crossing the river. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what they are. Yeah. Well, Brian, I got to say, you know, you bring so much joy to my day whenever I watch you on a podcast or listen to you on a podcast. You obviously seem like someone who lives a very happy and joyful life. Do you have any tips for maybe our younger listeners who can gain some wisdom from you? Whatever you're going through right now, it, it will be in the past. I fell down on my motorcycle once in Okinawa, and I said to myself, you know what? In a year, in two years, in six months, in 10 hours, you know, it won't even matter. And, uh, and don't think you're special, too. Whenever somebody has a problem, they internalize it, and they think, uh, they think they're somehow special. Now, there's people that have been around forever, since, since the beginning of time, who have had the same exact problems as you. So you, once you start thinking you're special and you're unique, then you're going to lead, that leads down the slippery path to depression and suicide and hurting yourself. And, you know, you know, you, you, you have to be your own best friend. A lot of times before I go out, I'll say, I don't, I'm not going to be bothered. And, uh, what anybody says to me about me or behind my back. And if you can, if you can, uh, if you can keep those three things, especially when you go out in public, you, you, you'll be ready for anything, you know, because everybody, most people want to put other people back on their heels. That's how they go about their business, putting people back on their heels, you know, and if you don't give them a reaction and, and you don't, because everything that somebody does to you 
it's more about them. It has nothing to do with you. So I could give that advice and uh, watch out who you hang out with. Watch, watch out for who the company you keep. And guys look out for bad girls or bad women and women look out for bad guys and, and, and you know, you know, watch out, you know, stay away from toxic people and hang your towel after the shower. My grandmother used to always say, <laughs> my grandmother would always say, it won't dry in a ball. It won't dry in a ball. It won't dry in a ball. <laughs> Yes, clean your room, folks, because that's how you get a good foundation of life. Yeah, I love it, man. This is, Ryan, this has been really fun. Your wisdom is seeping through the microphone into my computer and hopefully making a difference in our listeners' day. Jay, Chris, do you have any questions for uh, Brian Holtzman before you let him go? And uh, I'm sure you're performing tonight, Brian. We wish you luck uh, if you're going out to do a set and enjoy yourself. But, Jay, Chris, you got any questions for Mr. Holtzman? This is honestly just an honor, and I appreciate all the advice. Uh, I loved it. It was great meeting you, Brian. Can I, can I push a T-shirt or two? Oh, please. Yeah, Where can people get it? Yeah. Next? What is it next say? on the agenda for Brian? This is the dead air t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice design. I love it. And you can get that at the, uh, the Holzman dot store. All right. Laminated. Is that laminated? Did, oh, yeah. Did oh, yeah. can do that for you. <laughs> oh, no, I, he bought me a bread, uh, a, a lamination machine. Yeah. Oh, wow. For the 50th show. All right. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you're going to be on Kill Tony uh, next week, I think, right? That I, I know they all they do them all, like, uh, retroactively now, so. Yeah, I think Monday. I think Monday my uh, episode is going to be. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this will be out by then, but look at that. Some dead air, Brian Holtzman merch. That looks like something that you can uh, keep in your pocket and uh, – Maybe hide a little note in there. What what exactly is that? Is that for secret it's a, notes? It's a keychain uh, microphone. Ah, it doesn't unscrew and reveal some kind of hidden <laughs> container. Copy of the Declaration yeah. of Independence. That sounds like a. That sounds like a, a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, there's a lot of cons- there's a lot of shady things. That, you know, and and. See, see, to be open-minded, you can't discount anything a human being would do to another human being. Yeah. That's why 9-11 at, at least is suspicious. Right. And I'll say at least. I don't want to go into all like, where's the black boxes? How come we never saw the black boxes? Where are the black boxes? Where are the engines? Where are the engines? Where are the engines? So that's just two things. How come they found the passports the next day right away in in perfect in perfect shape? In per, un, like they like somebody just took them out of a file cabinet and said, "Here, tell them you found these passports." Yeah. How come they knew all the names of the hijackers the next day? You know, just just I'm just saying. I can't I can't be I can't be closed off. You know, I'm not going to close myself off. But as soon as you question 9-11 to shut you up, 
they call you a conspiracy uh, nut. You know, that's supposed to shut you up. You know, it's it's like uh, it's like with the uh, Middle East problems. If you if you if you say something about a government right away, you become an anti-Semitic. You know, and that's to get you to shut up. That's to get you to stop. I'm going to label you something. You know, I'll never forget when Marlon Brando had to make an apology. Uh, and this is when I got a real wide, uh, uh, a, a real eye opener. Yeah. He had to make an apology on all the network news. Not only was the apology, it was in writing too. You know how he talks about the Indians and some of the problems that people caused the American Indian? It was something like that. So he said something. To, to say something about something that I guess somebody didn't like. And they made him apologize. He didn't only apologize. It was in the, it was on the television in, uh, in, in, you know, the words, you know, they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he was apologizing. And that's when the light bulb went off. This was a number of years ago when I said, yeah. And Facebook is also censoring a lot of people what they do on Facebook to tell people the problems they're having in different countries in the Middle East. They're pulling it down. They're pulling it down. Yeah. Yeah. The Kurd the Kurds right now are having a lot of issues and, and that's something that's been promoted a lot on Instagram and other social media lately. But you're absolutely right, Ryan. I mean, you're right at home with this type of uh, conversation. I mean, we'd love to have you back on in the future for another conversation about this stuff. But look at that, folks. Check them out. Ryan Holtzman, Dead Air. If you listen to, I think it's the episode when Danish and O'Neill were on. You can hear uh, <laughs> when Brian gave me a shout out. I was not suicidal for the record, uh, just so everybody makes that clear. But that was a fun little shout out that you gave me there, Brian. Uh, what, what did I say? What did I say? You, Danish and O'Neill were sitting there and you go, Mark Palmer, Mark Palmer's suicidal, something along those lines. And I'm like, you what? You showed me that clip, Mark. I remember that. Yeah. We appreciate it, Ryan. <laughs> well, thank you, buddy. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, uh, JP and Chris. And I, I, I'm envious now that you're in St. Augustine. Wow. That's right. <laughs> and someday you might live here too. You got the ocean close by in Jacksonville, and then you got the uh, St. John's River. Yep. It's great. Just watch out for alligators. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you got to be a little bit careful. Of that. Well, hey, Brian, if you ever do go to St. Augustine, you could see Chris. He works at the zoo down there, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm a zookeeper. Yeah, at St. Augustine. Uh, go give him a visit. Do an Instagram video from the zoo. <laughs> I did. It's on my Patreon. Oh yeah. There's a rescue, uh, a rescue zoo here in Austin that I did. I just start my Patreon, so I have to get it moving. Uh, your Patreon. Tell them what to search. Brian Holtzman, right? You could just go on Patreon and search Brian uh, Holtzman. And Patreon and just right? just uh, $3 is it. If, if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Just direct message me. It's $3 only. That's the only tier. It's the uh, day job tier. The day job tier. Anyway, it was a, it's a rescue. It's a rescue. Uh, yeah. Which animal did you rescue? 
they rescue a lot of different animals, farm animals. There was tigers there. There was bears there. There was peacocks and birds and monkeys. Uh, there were uh, uh, also turtles, big, big ass turtles. And uh, my favorite was probably the, I guess, oh, they had bobcats or mountain lions, two of them. Uh, my favorite, I guess, was the bears and the tiger. They had a white tiger there. Oh, wow. Like the real Vegas magic show. I guess, yeah. Huh. All right, Brian. Well, best of luck on your travels. Safe travels up back to uh, Long Island and then across to Reno and Los Angeles. I'm sure people can stay up to date. Are you going to be doing any comedy shows uh, while you're traveling? Are you Are going to be doing any dates out there? Uh, maybe in uh, in Reno, 24 to 27, and then uh, something might be cooking in September. Wow. Where, I'm just looking at all that stuff on the walls. Where are you going to move to? Well, I get, I'm getting out of my father's place and going out into a, a new spot. You ever been up here in Connecticut? Uh, one time we took the ferry from Port, Jeff Port Jefferson on Long Island over to Connecticut. Yeah, you went to that Bridgeport, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was expecting something. There's nothing there. Someone yeah, yeah. That's Bridgeport for you. I mean, <laughs> what, a, what a waste of a ferry. Yeah, there's no concession on the other side. Nothing. You got, you know. Just nothing. I'm very disappointed. Well, that's all right. Yeah, it's more for us to get to Long Island. There's more exciting stuff there. Right. <laughs> well, Brian, again, this has been a pleasure. We'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and hopefully we'll have you back on again. Wow. Thank you, buddy. I'll see you. Take it easy. Oh, Chris, right. Bye-bye. Nice talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here, Brian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> something else, dude. I think that was hilarious. That guy is so funny. I didn't know he was the one who said that about you on that podcast. Yeah, that's why I got him on, because I knew we had the 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 connection through that. I was like, oh, this guy's great. And then for those who don't know, you can follow him on uh, Instagram at Brian Holtzman, and he's got a bunch of hilarious videos there. Sign up for his Patreon. See some longer videos where he just kind of rambles and stuff. He's he's funny. He's a funny dude. Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to him. For feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash NFTIC. That's Patreon.com slash NFTIC.